everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. Uh, I'm Tamia Harper, and I'm joined here today with my Sci-Fi Sisters. Say hello, Sci-Fi Sisters. Hello, Sci-Fi Sisters. sisters. (laughs) On deck, we got J.D. Keeling. Howdy. Miss Fran T. Hello, hello, hello. Miss Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. And last but certainly not least, Miss Sabrina Wood, Wood, Wood. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We are so glad to be here today. We are a proud member of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, and we're happy to bring this show to you today on the network. Today, we're going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or as JD and Yvette like to call it, the Sam and Buffy Show. That's right, the Sam and Bucky show. <laughs> so um, our lovely host for today is JD. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to shout out our fantastic sponsors, the, the official sponsors of the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, uh, Science Division, who uh, the makers are the world's first and only app-enabled triple. And uh, these triples are the softest and fuzziest and most adorable little alien species that you can cuddle with. Uh, They're so much fun. They have three modes uh, at ease where it trills and vibrates and just expresses its happiness at having found a forever home with you. It's on duty mode when it's actively seeking Klingon infiltrators. Uh, It trills softly for friends and squeaks really loudly when it senses a Klingon nearby and a watchdog mode where it guards your precious possessions like bat lifts and phasers and even those pesky comm batches because, you know, they're so hard to keep up with. So adopt your triple today at Science Division. That's sciencediv.com. Science Division, by fans, for fans. Trouble's never been this fun. All right, so JD, you ready to get down with the Sam and Bucky show? Yeah. All right, let's do, let's start our deep dive. All right, so today we are going to be tackling the new Marvel Disney show, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I really did almost call it the Sam and Bucky show. <laughs> um, I think we should just do that for the rest of the show. It's just the right. Sam and Bucky show for the system. Uh, y'all it. know what you're in for now. Hey. And with that being said, there will be spoilers. So if you have not watched episode one and two take them take an hour and a half watch it then immediately come back do not pass go do not eat do not pay the kidnapping fees just come back to the podcast all that will wait for you okay you bet all right now with that (laughs) yeah like good now okay with that taken care of i got a question for my co-hosts what do you know about Marvel? Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what is our baseline here? You know, because a lot of MCU fans, they don't know the comics. A lot of comic fans, they have feelings about the MCU. So I just want to know, where are we all coming from? Mm, all right. I guess I'll start with Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, start with the OGs. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Right, since we're like the Star Trek people and we know all Star Trek, do we know our MCU? 
Yeah, girl, you know I know my MCU. So I started this as a kid back in the day when I used to fight with people verbally about what was better, Marvel or DC. Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC. I was that Marvel kid back in the day when everybody was talking about Batman and the TV show was on and everybody was talking all that mess. I was still talking Marvels. That's what my baseline is. All right. And just going down the line that you people cannot see, let's go to Yvette. Ah, well, unlike Sabrina, I know who the best comics are, and that would be the DC universe. All right, we're done with that. I've been fighting you. I would have been fighting you. Oh, verbally. I was fighting, but not verbally. Oh, <laughs> but wow. yes, I was a, uh, I was definitely a DC chick. Um, didn't like Marvel at all. Um, but you know, Mar but then DC started making movies and guess what? <laughs> I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> <laughs> DC movies are just I was trash. just sitting here waiting for you. <laughs> Figure it trash. out. <laughs> but no, I, I like I like Marvel a lot. A lot now, and I did. I'm a comics kind of girl, so I I I list. Yeah, I read both DC and Marvel, and I do have a little. You know, I feel a certain way about these DC movies, but it's okay. Get it out there. I'm cool with it. All right, uh, Fran, how about you? I was a DC girl. I you know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. That was me. I I love those comics. I bought those comics. I didn't even know to tell you the truth about Marvel. I, I didn't, you know. And but the the thing I see about the movies is that the only thing I think is the difference is that DC movies are pretty void of humor. They are so serious. Whereas Marvel is fun and you know, not lighthearted, but just 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 fun, you know, and they, you know, they have a sense of humor about themselves, whereas DC doesn't. But I like them both, but I like the DC Comics best. But I will look at the Marvel movies for the reason that I just said. All right, and Tamia, how about you? So I am that annoying friend that you go to the Marvel movie with who goes, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what are they talking about? Wait, who, S.H.I.E.L.D.? What's S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. The show is about Bucky and the Falcon. <laughs> no, I, I overstate it. No, I I am um I'm more familiar with the movies with the MCU than the comics. I'm not really a comic reader. Like I like comics and I'll read it if somebody puts it in my hand. But I'm not going to the comic book store all the time looking for comics. I mean, that's just not me. I mean, I was my thing was my thing was books, you know, and, you know, so I didn't, I, I never felt badly towards comics. I just, it just wasn't where I gravitated. So once these, um, once the movies started coming out, though, I was all into the movies. I loved them. But I always have to be reminded of who these people are in this universe, you know, because like my deep universe immersion is designated for trek most of the time you know <laughs> and now the expanse is in there you know and then the rest of that is books um you know the rest of that energy is books so i don't remember all the time i'm always having to, having to ask my partner i'm always asking james like who is that because james is the serious like comic head like yes. he's a hardcore comic head you know that's his thing so you know i just call him up and like okay baby <laughs> 
what's going down now? I'm like, shout out to James, please, because my boy knows some comics. Yes, he does. All right. And I guess it just brings it back to me. So I will say my, I, I knew about Marvel before I could read. Like, I remember it was probably about 1996. We had just gotten a dog. We were in Kodiak. I was, I wasn't even five yet. I was four. Wait, I'm sorry. uh, Time out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just get it out. Leave her alone. (laughs) It's not her. I'm just not familiar with hearing these dates associated with being little. As my child. (laughs) I just just had to get it out of my system. I'm sorry, JD. I meant no disrespect, and I certainly didn't Sorry, JD. I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. Back to my magical story of 1996. (laughs) Please continue (laughs) with no further interruption from your sister over here. Yeah, but like I said, I, I was probably about four. We had just gotten our first dog. It was a cute little gremlin of a white puppy, and we named him Cable after the comic book character Cable, which infuriates me to this day because I wanted to name him Wolverine. However, <laughs> my brother got final say for some reason. A little, a little white dog named Wolverine. Little white dog named that. Wolverine. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's how far back I go in Marvel Comics. And a huge fan of the movies. Haven't seen most of Phase 3, so I don't know how I got into this, but we're here (laughs) now, so let's begin. Let's. So, we're doing this a little differently, because I didn't come up with questions. (laughs) It's going to be a discussion. And, you know, as a Marvel aficionado, I am going to guide, mostly to Mia, through the universe and the Easter eggs. So, like, so like the show, it starts off with a very great scene, which I love because it highlights the fact that Sam Wilson is not Steve Rogers in a similar way that we see in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. We have Falcon going against Batrock the Leaper. What did you guys think of this opening scene, though? Like. How do you, like, if you're new to the show, how did you feel watching that as an opener? Sabrina? Okay, well, I am a, like I said, I am a Marvel fan and saw all of the Marvel's universe, cinematic universe movies. So, but but Falcon wasn't one of the ones that I was like, oh, you know, I, I got to get more Falcon. I, I was like, he's, a, he's all right, but, you know, it wasn't like Jones and Ornament or anything, even though Anthony Mackie, brother, if you're listening, and I know, I know you, you are. are. You are. <laughs> you one smooth dude. I'm, you know, all right, Anthony, you and me, baby. But anyway, so I was not like, gonna okay, I'm going to watch this. But that opening scene had me like by the neck. I was screaming. I was, he looked like a bird at one time. I mean, he really looked like a bird. When he let Red Wing go, I was just, oh my God. It was amazing. It was very James Bondish to me, how they have that big opening scene. And I thought to myself, he doesn't need to be Captain America. Falcon is going to be okay. That's how I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, vet. Um, I thought it was good. I liked the opening scene. I liked that it was an action 
and it was his action because um, we all know I think most of us know what the ending is going to be but it's all about how they got there but um you know I like like somebody said it, it or whoever said it, it it's definitely it's his show you know it's not Steve Rogers that is not how Steve Rogers works this is how the Falcon works and it was perfect. I like that. That was his opening scene. You got to know who he was, what he was about, and this is the show you got. You, this is not the Steve Rogers show. This is the Sam and Bucky show. <laughs> you see Bucky in a minute. <laughs> Bucky's gonna show off oh, too. Bucky. <laughs> and Fran, how about you? What were you thinking with those opening moments? Well, um, it, it was all action and it grab it grabs people by the throat. It's just pure action. And of course, me being the, the trekkie that I am, I'm saying, okay, this is just mostly action here. It's this is I mean the action is great, but it's just mostly action and I'm not so used to so much action. And I know they have action in Marvel. I understand that. And I just, you know, like, oh, this is this is really something. And that little red wing thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know. But you also saw, as I said, you know, the humor. I saw the humor in it too. You know, I'm like, okay, funny action then. You know, it's like this is this is pretty cool, but it grabs you by the throat and doesn't let you go. So action, action, action. Which was <laughs> a good thing in this case, I think. Mm-hmm. Can't have Captain America without some action. That's right. Tamia? I loved that opening scene. Um, you know, I, I went into this, like, I knew I wasn't going to know what was going to be a deep cut and what was going to be referring back to any previous Marvel history. I just went into it um, looking for a good show, right? And that opening scene was, I mean, it was so cinematic, right? That's the type of stuff you see in movies. You know, you don't see that on the small screen. And um, I love, I mean, I loved every moment of, of that whole opening. I, I love the characters, the introductions to the characters. Um, I loved um, the, the sheer like physicality and acrobats. And I just thought it was, I thought it was beautiful to watch him fly. You know, I mean, it was actually beautiful, like, even though it was so um, hard hitting, you know, um, I mean, it was just dope. And, I, and it made me think like, uh, not James, it didn't make me think of a James Bond opening, but it made me think of a Mission Impossible scene. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Marvel's yeah. doing Mission Impossible right now, which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which Mission Impossible? Uh -oh. The original or the movie? No, the movies. Oh, the movies. The movies. The movies. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But yeah, no, it was it was definitely great, and I like that we see Sam as Sam because in the movies you never really got a lot of that. You usually right. see him alongside Cap. So, like, this was. Really, the first time you see Sam standing out as just being Falcon. It's Falcon. And, and everything that he, he could do. Yeah, like him with his wings and him taking on Batruck, which was a really nice callback in a way to uh, yeah. the Winter Soldier. Because <laughs> yep. you have the opening scene from that where Steve, he just 
jumps out of a plane, <laughs> yeah. except he didn't have wings or a parachute, and he takes mm-hmm. on that truck. And, you know, Sam, a smarter man, jumps out of a plane with an ability to fly. Right. <laughs> a smarter man. You know, I didn't realize that that was a callback until I was watching uh, Winter Soldier again, like today. Yeah. I was watching it. Like, I, I was watching Bad that guy. earlier. And I was Bad like, oh, himself. okay. I probably should have watched this a little bit earlier than just now. <laughs> Personally, I just want to give a shout out to the Queen Latifah moment. If anybody watched The Last Holiday when they all jumped out of the helicopter wearing those little puffy suits suits mm-hmm. all i could think of was queen latifah jumping out the last said, holiday are they doing last holiday now are they gonna jump out the plane i was like queen latifah did this queen latifah did this years ago i don't even remember them jumping out of a plane they jumped out of the helicopter they had all i could think of was queen latifah Clearly, Marvel needs to hire Queen Latifah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I watched that. <laughs> but yeah, Me and too. I just and wanted to bring that to your attention. Thank you. And with that opening scene, you also get your very first Easter egg with the introduction of Torres, who, for anyone who isn't currently reading the comics, which may be a lot of people, I know I'm not, Joaquin Torres is actually the current Falcon. So, can oh. we be setting up your boy in the future? Because I said, you know, he's talking too much Dang, about that, that is, stuff. I knew it, because I knew he had a, I knew he had a role. I couldn't, I was Yep, like, he's okay, coming up with something. What's he going to be? I know, right? Like, you've, you've got you're the right, same, you I, I knew it. he was important. Yes. Yep, you know, right. you could tell by the stress that yeah. they placed and the time that they gave to this character yeah. that he I was, was like, who's this guy going to be? I could not get it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's that. dope. Sorry to yeah. spoil your shine, Marvel, but I mean, I'm, oh, made it I'm cool. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that just encourages me to, I liked him. to go pick up the comic and, and, exactly. and read the stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm not reading the new stuff. I I'm not either. Stuff. No, I like the old one better. <laughs> that was quick. We're just going to stay at, with the MCU. <laughs> but after our amazing intro, we have Sam. He got a cut and run. Because he has to go to the Smithsonian. And that was a scene that really made me angry. Not for the whole Sam giving away the shield, but because I work for a company that is currently doing work at the Smithsonian. So all I could hear was billing. What did you guys think? (laughs) said billing. (laughs) You know know what stood out for me in that one? Um, so the guy, the guy there, the secretary of, I think it was the secretary of, uh, defense was there with mm-hmm. Rhodey. And, um, when Sam came in with the shield, the secretary of defense told Sam, you're doing the right, right thing. thing. You're doing the mm-hmm. right thing. Yes. And then the next time you see him, we're not getting there yet. But yeah, Sorry. No, I'm just saying that's stuff. the only thing I thought about when I saw that. It just kept, I was like, this, you know, yes, this, yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> I was angry from that point on. <laughs> yeah, I will say, watching that scene this morning to come up with my amazing show notes, 
I was sitting there thinking like, wow, tell me you have a conservative government without telling me you have a conservative government. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that it just hit it. I was it. Like, Hmm. Okay. My sister is a, a marvel head. I mean, she knows she's looked at all the movies and she's looking at them over again. Mm-hmm. And the first question that I asked her was, how did he get the shield? And she had oh. to remind me of at the end of the lap that he that he had turned old, the Captain America, and he gave, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He did give him that shield. Cause I, I had forgotten how he got the shield. Key. And I was yeah. like, well, why is he putting this, why is he giving the shield away? I was, I was a little, I was a little concerned about the shield being given to the government, basically. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the Smithsonian is run by the government. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was that was Tony Stark's shield, not the government shield. So. Right. And I, I will I say. For those of you who were like Fran and do not remember all three hours of Endgame, <laughs> at the end the of glorious Endgame, hours of Endgame, <laughs> Steve goes to the past. He lives a great, wonderful, long life with his wife Peggy. He becomes Joe Biden and decides to give up his shield. Joe Biden. <laughs> he looks like Joe Biden. Really? Did. <laughs> Wasn't that cool? He's ended up with Peggy. I love that. But um, one of the things, the one of the scene that the one thing at the scene at the Smithsonian that I really thought was great was that Brody was quietly asking Sam if he thought he was doing the right thing. So you know we're going to get this scene that we're going to talk about, I'm sure, in a little bit. And, um, but this was this was a black man who was wearing all the bars and stars. You know, Brody is a is a career soldier. And still serving and in full uniform. And, you know, he was saying, mm, brother, are you sure you want to get this up? <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting that he even said, it's a new day, brother. Mm-hmm. When he said, um, why don't you take the sword? I mean, the sword, the seal. And Bodhi yeah. said, it's a new day, brother. And I thought that was really interesting when he said that. Because Bodhi's yeah. actually in the same position. Here's a man that he's lost his, his guiding star too. He's lost... Uh, Iron Man, and he's mm-hmm. War Machine, and you know I'm like, well, you know, you tell him take the shield. Why don't you get in the suit, Brody? Because, <laughs> you know, he didn't. That wasn't even in his mind. But he's looking at Sam like he gave you the shield, but yeah. he was so calm about it. I really like that about that performance. He was just really kind of like he was, a, he was a true so you know he was a true professional about it. Right? Yeah, but he, but in um, that statement, like he said. Um, the way he said it, it's a new day, brother. It wasn't brother, it was brother. Yeah, you know, he, he was went, like- it was, He was talking to him, mm-hmm. you know? He wasn't yeah. talking to, um, he was talking to him. I, you, you all know just walked away about. from him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Walked anyway, away from him and just let well, him he, stand yeah, there and think about that. He was talking to him in a, in a moment of, uh, of one brother to another brother. To another. You no, know, mm-hmm. not in a moment of in his official capacity. Right. You know, he was talking to him as a, somebody else who's been through some stuff, trying right. to guide this younger brother through mm-hmm. some stuff, but respected him enough to let him go his own way when he said- He's you know, a class act? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did have that in my notes that Rody code switches, which I love. Because mm-hmm. never do we see Rody code switch, right? Never. Like that never. It was one... to me where it's all yeah. like, oh shit, these black people talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
but I, I think it was a that was a true moment when you said that like when he because usually he's a straight laced guy yep you absolutely. know and for him to to say that to have that statement um it was that was that was powerful for people mm-hmm. who you know like I I, I think it, it hit everybody but if you know the universe you know that you know Rhodey's that straight laced guy he never really he doesn't sway you know <laughs> he's straight and for him to say that, I thought it was awesome. His whole line was, the world is broken and everybody is just looking for somebody to fix it. Nobody's stable. Woo. Right. I was like, Rhodey's saying stuff is messed up, okay? And I thought that was a great line, too. I'm glad you brought that one up because mm-hmm. I remember uh, when I first heard that, I was like, wow, this is really written for today. You know, yes. I mean, it's, it just spoke deeply to the wishes in my heart right and what we just went through in this last election cycle and what we feel like now you know we still mm-hmm. feel collectively very lost and uh, broken broken it's been a oh, rough, yeah. rough year it's been a really hard it's year been and, rough, it's been a rough four years yeah mm-hmm. the election year uh, capped off the horror that this you know so it was broken. We were broken for a while. Totally yeah. broke. Yeah. Well, we need a new hero. So this is yeah. great, great writing from the outset, you know. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. From Jump Street. Uh, there the was writing not, is... Yeah, there was not a wasted bit of dialogue in this, in no, this small, no. small frame of time. And we learned so much about these characters uh, in a small space of time. I was really impressed with that. I know we're just, I'm not going to go for it. I know we're just on the opening scenes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, I was going to let y'all talk because my next thing was all like, after we get from the Smithsonian, Sam goes, you know, he goes home to Louisiana which also just brought back various war flashbacks to me. But <laughs> this, this was a very traumatizing opening moment, okay? <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you see Sam in a way we don't actually see most Marvel characters. He's a, he's a dude. He's a man. He's got family. He's got he's nephews. A he's got a boat. He's got to pay for <laughs> And, like, he is living in the real world, as we see, with him dealing with his sister, who, you know, she she wasn't, you know, just magically out of existence for five years. She, she's been struggling for five years. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. cannot deal with his idealism mm. that we can fix this. We can do good. I can help you. She's just sitting there like, no. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm tired. Yeah. I've been at this yeah. a long time. You know? She's been there yeah. five years alone with the two kids. So you yeah. know, she's just like, "What are you coming in here and gonna tell? What she call him? Coming in here, Mister Super Cape, coming to save, <laughs> coming to rescue me." And she was cool about it, but Sarah was just like, "I've heard all this. You know, what what you gonna do? You, it, it, like the man in the bank is about to tell him." <laughs> wow. He got a he got a real awakening at that he bank, got, didn't he? Real yeah, awakening. I, was, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna bring up that's true story the, right before, there. Before we get to the bank, I just want to go back to what you were saying, JD, like that I also loved about that whole segment was seeing uh this superhero character 
in the real life persona, right? Which we never, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I fell in love, started falling in love with this um, little mini series here was because he's one of the characters I've always wanted to know about. Mm. You know, I got really tired of these other characters. I'm like, oh, yay, there go the white folks to save the day again. Woohoo! <laughs> what to do? You know, you've got black people in your cast, right? You know, can we see them? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, just to see what was really human about him and um, what was going on in his life and, and the perspective, I love the whole idea. Uh, I love the fact that they tackle this idea of what it's like when people come back, you know, I, um, mm-hmm. which is touching on like immigration issues and stuff and, you know, what it's like for the people that have been there who are already struggling. And, you know, now you're adding unto my tax base, damn it, do I have to feed you too? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just thought that that was just all brilliant, but I love seeing him and his sister together. Mm-hmm. You know, that dynamic was so real. You know, you could see the love between the two of them, but like they loved each other enough to be able to have those difficult conversations, you know, I loved all of it. I will say one thing I loved about them beyond their diet, beyond their dynamic um, was the fact that it it touched on something, I guess. I, I don't know. I know I've personally been through where sometimes you don't you don't have the energy to be idealistic that that's hard usually i'm the sam in the situation where it's all like no 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 we, you gotta look on the bright side and everyone's just telling me shut up <laughs> <laughs> like the world sucks let it suck for five minutes okay i don't want to keep trying and you know i get it i can't i can't do it but i mm-hmm. get it and I felt that was also just like a necessary moment for Sarah to just be like, I, no, like you don't, you weren't doing this. You haven't been here even before the five years. Right. I had to be right. with our parents. Right. I've been right. raising two boys by yeah. myself. Because this ain't new to her. This ain't new to her, you know. And now you got to come that in they here and tell me what we're going to do. Right. Because she was in the comics also. So I was so glad to see oh. her uh, come back. You know, I was like, oh, I'm glad they're using his sister. You know, not in Harlem, but in right. NOLA. I'll, I'll take NOLA. Okay. In a minute. That's good. Yeah. So do we said something about coming back? And I want to I want to go back to Bucky because um we have Sam trying to come back into his real life and, and we have Bucky trying to come back into into real life. And I think it's one of those things where um even even the person that's gonna come in, in a little bit, Walker, he's even trying to come back. It's all these guys are coming back. It's one of those things like that band of brothers. If you ever watched that thing where that that's that idea of, you know, the war is over and you've done all this stuff and now you go back to real life and it's so difficult for them to come down from all of that. I mean, we even started in The Hobbit. Samwise, Ganji and Frodo couldn't even deal when they came back to Hobbit Town. They were like, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen the world, you know, I've done all this stuff. I can't come back. And now Bucky is in a real situation where not only is he coming back after all this time, he's finally been released, which I thought was a killer scene. Yeah. We, 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 I, we see him in the psychiatrist's office first. Right. Well, well we, we see him sleeping well, on the floor first. Skipping, <laughs> oh my God. 
Bucky, get a bed, brother. Yeah. What? <laughs> not, this is a furniture. No. That's that's very significant. That's a mm-hmm. significant yeah, scene. Not, no. Yep, it was not a thing in that house. I was, I was, my heart broke for him. Oh. I mean, the thing is, that's that's Bucky's choice. Like, like a lot of, because I've seen this come up a lot. Like a lot of veterans, you know, they relate to that. Oh, I'm not gonna sleep on the bed. That bed doesn't feel right and that's that's kind of what they illustrated with Bucky because he is on the floor he has a tv going even though he is out just you know there is sound there is something happening around him to kind of help him I can't even think of the word for it hope no I won't say cope only because when we see Bucky in the therapist's office, he's not coping. Like yeah. he he had there was a definite lack of effort for him to do anything beyond making amends. He is not fixing himself. He is just writing his right. own wrongs. Right, right. Guilt. Pure yeah, guilt. And, and and the and the amends that he was making were not really true amends either. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Um, yeah, I just, love I love how much time they spent in the therapist's office though. With I love I that love, scene. Oh my gosh, it's brilliant. That, that was that was that was a the therapist scene was um I, I don't think there's too many veterans who haven't been there in that uh that veterans that that veterans therapist office and trying to get through it so you can get out. Mm-hmm. And especially with I, you know, unfortunately, I've actually done that too. So, um, you basically just going through the motions so you can get the hell out of there and never come back again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness. So this was, this was a that that was that was those those Bucky scenes in the beginning were pretty rough. You know, mm-hmm. it was like oof. You know, I thought the direction pretty rough. They they came right up on their faces. I mean, it was such a tight shot on both right. the they, doctor's they face and job. Bucky's they face. They did a great job. They really did. You know, of uh, getting all the feels right, also, because mm-hmm. they 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 like tapped into a lot of feels for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different people see, saw that, and just that one scene, um, in so many different ways. I mean, I felt like a few ways just looking at that. You know, but it was great. I, I just loved everything about that. It. It did. It was very real. It was funny, you know. Just like Fran was saying, their their funny is not like hilarious comical. <laughs> it's 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 um it's real life. It's real life mm-hmm. talk, real banter, mm-hmm. you know. So you're it, a bad, it works. You're a bad psychiatrist. When you coming him? No, when he when he kept having the reaction to the notebook, I thought that was great because, you know, here's this big guy who can you know just he's a super he's a super soldier. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, not the notebook. Are we gonna? Right. So, but and, the he was and it was so in. effective. You know, the thing but was, as a soldier, the notebook. The notebook means you're putting somebody on yep. report. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So as soon as she, I had to say every time she did it, I was like, yep. Damn it! I like put the notebook down. Talk about the oh talk. no! Give me a break. <laughs> not the notebook. Like like she was taking out a whip on him. You know, I just thought, like, oh my god. <laughs> That's one more pen. day back in the therapist's office. Ex- he was <laughs> reacting. I mean, as soon as she opened the notebook, he was like, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you 
like yep. thumb screws. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. Was, it. it was brilliant. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, like one thing just to note about Bucky and his his status as not just the Winter Soldier, but even back as Bucky. Like one thing to remember about him is from what 1944 to 2014 this man has been at war like there was never respite for him so Mm -hmm. like that is 70 years he said 90 just just trauma Mm -hmm. he said i've been fighting for 90 years i just want rest because he started at 16 17 he started Uh, well i think they made him a little older in the movies but yeah no it's basically from 1944 to the end of Endgame with like a brief period where he didn't even know who he was like that was his only moment of peace which is not knowing anything about Mm -hmm. Oh, I really, I told like you, my heart, his, my heart his little heart stint broke. in Wakanda, as Sam put up there. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, you're all stealthy now. I know, right? Who <laughs> are you, the White Panther? <laughs> no, nah, it's the White Wolf, baby. <laughs> like the best. I know it. It's, it's like, who, what? Who? What? And another great thing about Bucky, which we see is during his date like with um oh god i can't remember the old man's name Izzy. but Mr. yeah Naga, the, the asian guy yes yeah. Izzy, yeah is he what is he 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 can be happy he can be fun it's very relaxed but trying to fit in with that waitress on that date just being a normal person <laughs> That looked like it was the hardest thing he ever did. That was so funny. That was that was when he brought the flowers and she said, "Oh, how quaint!" But something she said, right? No, she says the most adorable thing. Yeah, she was like, "Adorable." Yeah, how old-fashioned flowers? That's so weird. You know, he was just like, "Oh, brother, we don't do flowers." (laughs) (laughs) Better bring me some damn flowers. <laughs> yeah, he looked so awkward. It made it really difficult for me to watch that scene, but yeah. you know, because he was, because he did such a great job with it, you know. But I mean, yes, because he was so inept and awkward. <laughs> he hadn't done this he in had, a while. He hadn't danced since 1943. I was like, ooh, please tell me dance ain't what I think it means. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just like, oh my oh. god, this poor guy. Oh. I was like, oh, he's so sad. Yeah. And then, because I feel like we skipped over one of everyone's most important scenes, the bank, where we learned the Avengers are just interns. I was <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, what is this, Star Trek? We don't have money in this, this right. society. No, no money. <laughs> Nobody's getting paid. What? They're just interning for Stark Industries. It's fine. And that's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. They were it's living like at his true. house. Sam, next time you jump out of a plane, start compound. You need to clock. You need to clock in before you jump out. (laughs) Clothes on their back. Wow. 
But he was, but he had been gone for five years, so he didn't have any income for the five years. But before, even before, but before that, that he like he didn't even have no a money. little nest egg, nothing. <laughs> What'd you say, Fran? Oh, I just, uh, you know, I thought we. I'm like, did we just miss the bank scene? What happened with the bank scene? <laughs> they had no, you know, they had no money, no collateral, no nothing. You know, and he thought he was gonna go in there. Well, you know, I didn't want to mention it. You know, all that right. You know, want to bring it up? <laughs> yeah, I'm the Falcon, and it meant squat. You know, I felt like so many things when I was watching that scene. Right, like um, uh, it reminded me of what returning citizens go through. Um, and they're trying to deal with their money situations. It reminded me of, um, you know, not reminded me, but did tell the story of uh, Black folks who have been well-established for years and can't get a loan, can't you know, well-established, doing well, trying to upgrade the business, you know, and can't get a loan. Can't get it. You know, oh, you're not a safe prospect for us to get paid back, Really? You right, know, because I, uh, the, S- <laughs> the SBA requirements have changed with all these people just popping up and showing up. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. so the government just changed the requirements now that people really need the money. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Which was so, which was like, we just lived through four yep. years of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you wake up the next day and oh, guess what? These loan requirements have changed. These tax requirements and regulations have changed oh you know you're not getting as much money on your benefits if you're uh on your ebt card anymore you know if you were getting 75 you were get went down to maybe 20 (laughs) 25 they just changed the rules come on they just changed the rules so that that bank scene was that bank scene was was poignant to say the least and and i thought it was really important for sam's character you know because it was the slap in the face back to reality that he really needed because you know sis was just sitting there watching the whole thing like "Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. she's like i told you (laughs) are you trying to help us or indict us Okay. After you want to take a selfie, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I will say, Sam, he came in like, no offense, gentlemen, like a typical dude, where it's just all like, yeah, no, 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 I got this. I got this. I'm sure right. you haven't tried this, so I got this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's just sitting there like this. All right. Mm-hmm. You do you, Will. Go ahead. Got it. I'll, be, I'll be right here. Right. I'll be right here. When you fall, I got you. No, you go ahead. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what was gonna happen. So, who well, who is she the older sibling? Anyway. Is Sam older or is Sarah older? Oh, and I don't I know. Pick up which one was older. I Not thought, that it mattered. I thought but. she might be older. I think I she was the, the older. That she was older. Okay, I, I have to look at the little I don't know. listeners. Can you put it in the comments? On a, I, uh, yes. <laughs> I am going to say I believe Sarah is older. The way she whacked them. She made a comment about him leaving. Hmm. And yeah. if she was older, she probably would have left first. <laughs> like it would have been by you deal with the family. But you know, she made the comment like, "Sam, you joined the military. I was the one helping mom and dad." That's the the girl thing. That's the daughters always yeah. kind of get stuck with that. Daughter. Even and the, <laughs> not in my the, my the, family's the older, case. Yeah, it might be the it might be an older. You, you're right though. I left and I left my brother there. You're right, JD. I left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd. 
<laughs> anyway, okay, so we're we're still on episode one, so we gotta move on to episode two. Don't you think? Uh, is there anything more to say in no, one? Actually, I will say about episode one. How did you guys feel about that end? We where we got to meet on Good Morning America, Captain America. Oh, I was so mad. Oh, but that <laughs> from twenty one. As soon as they said that, I was like, say what? <laughs> I was so pissed when I saw him and they tell me, look, ladies and gentlemen, the new Captain America. And he looked like a wish Captain America. <laughs> you know, the 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 people you send off for stuff and it's supposed to look one way and it looks another. You know, the wish people. Mm-hmm. He looked what like about. a horrified knockoff. Wow. Captain <laughs> America. Wow. I was so pissed. Just say he was the generic one that you got, like the generic cereal, and it didn't <laughs> have a like, toy. You know, <laughs> instead of cocoa puffs, it's like brown stuff. Uh-uh. You know, <laughs> you know, I no frills. You know, I was like, you gotta be kidding. How and why did they do this? I'm looking at my sister. I'm like, what? And she says, oh, yeah, the government did that. Okay. Oh, right. that's sec- like I was saying, that's Secretary of Defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. He got up there and was like, okay, thank you, Sam. You Took did the, the right shield thing. out of the bulletproof glass at the Smithsonian and just handed it to this unshaven, crooked nose, crazy. <laughs> Which I will say, after Captain America, the Winter Soldier, you would think the Smithsonian would have got better security. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't steal it. <laughs> Not that they stole it or anything. But. You know, I look at it too, like a you know a not so subtle message about giving away your power. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he had that power. He had, he, but he couldn't embrace it, right? And then, and you gave he gave it away, and then guess what? It was abused. Well, I mean, well, we don't know that it was abused yet, right? You know, we're still on episode one. It, but it was abused in the sense that, like, the shield went to, uh, to do un- unintended things. It was supposed to be put on a shelf, right? His intention was like, okay, we're done with this now. You know, but you know, if you know, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, shorty, you know, he, he you gave it away. Yeah, I felt abused yeah. looking but at become- it. Come back to what what um Beth said when that when the man said, "Oh, you did the right thing, Sam." Like, oh, mm-hmm. for me, for him, mm-hmm. you did the right thing well, for that man because right. he did not want to see. I was I, he didn't want to see a black man as um Captain America. No, because he sure didn't tell him to keep the shield and put it he on. Sure did not uniform on no. like everybody else. Like right. that's all Bucky said in episode one. Why'd you right. give up the shield, man? Yeah. Come on. You Why don't even you know what you had. Why are you right. giving up the shield? It was Everybody. given. It was given to him freely. It was given right. to him. It was given to him by Captain America. By Captain America. Mm-hmm. And he was on shield. It was, and he deserved it. You know, yeah, he didn't yeah. even think that he deserved it. He didn't yeah. think that, that he could handle it. That's, or that he and there's the it. tragedy. And there's right. the tragedy. He right. did not right believe he was worthy. He was worthy. when the, right. the man who the the man who could, the only man that could tell you he was worthy told him he was worthy. He still didn't believe. Told him he was worthy. You know. Oh him. my god. Which is a real thing, you know. I mean, that's talk. that's real. That's real talk right there. That's mm-hmm. a true story right there. It's a new day, brother. <laughs> it's a new day, brother. All right. 
uh, I guess it's our sign out, which, so I'm going to toss it back to Tamia. Well, that was a great um, discussion. And before we leave, I think one of the reasons why, uh, before we leave this discussion altogether, I, th- I just want it noted that, you know, this series, um, this groundbreaking series that Marvel has decided to do is groundbreaking in other ways too, because all six of these episodes of this show are directed by a woman, um, Carrie Scogland or Scogland, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but somebody out there will let me know, I'm sure, because we know you're listening. Um, And um, Malcolm Spellman is a Black man who is the showrunner. So he's the head writer. I know, right? Yay! Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of this feels so real, because there's somebody from the community writing this, um, which I think is amazing. And yet another reason why we as Sci-Fi Sisters wanted to cover this particular show. You know, it wasn't just because we love Marvel. Yeah. Because it's a new day, brother. Because <laughs> it's a new day, brother. <laughs> I love that. So, with Brody. so I know that um, we're not the only ones who love this show. And uh, so if folks have thoughts about this particular episode of ours or other thoughts about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they want to share with us, Yvette, how can they do that? Well, you can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. You can join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. On Instagram, you can find us at SciFi.Sisters. And we're also on Twitter. And that's at Sci-Fi Sisters. Thank you. And Sabrina, you want to let people know about DOS? Well, we always want to give a shout out to our most favorite, favorite engineer, our sound guy, Mr. DOS, the anonymous. And you can find him at, uh, you can get in touch with him on uh, his his email, which is DOS, the anonymous one, the number at gmail.com. I'm not even going to try to spell it. Okay, I got the spell. It's D-O-S-T-H-E-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, the number one, at gmail.com. I want everybody to know they were all laughing when she threw that over here to me. I just want you all to know that because she knows I can't spell. Right, what? <laughs> it's my curveball for the day. My one I'm an accountant, curveball. not a speller, Jim Kurt. <laughs> right. What Thank you, everybody. It's been a wonderful show. Thanks for listening. We'll (laughs) see you next week. Peace, love, and hair grease. Bye-bye.